Welcome to In The Change Room, brought to you by Bright Rock. I'm Colin Chinga. It's absolutely a pleasure to be here. My first chat um, on the show, and I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, uh, just a couple of days away from the Springboks starting their first test match in the Rugby World Cup in Japan against the All Blacks. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. We're obviously going to touch on that. We're here to uh, dig a little deeper to delve into the story of uh, some of the special people that you've seen on your screen, you've seen on your screen playing the game or in some way involved around the, uh, the game of rugby. Uh, so it is with great pleasure that I introduce the man who inspired me to grow my locks a couple of years ago. Um, he and his brother often get uh, mistaken for one another, but it's great to have Akon and Dungane in the studio. Hi, uh, morning, X. Good morning. You're Good looking morning. fresh. You're looking like your brother. <laughs> I, I, I think I always look fresh in the mornings. Um, the part about looking like my brother, that's another topic for another day. Yeah, we might get uh, into yeah. that. We might get into that. And of course, Johan Kutsia, uh, who's uh, been part and parcel since the beginning um, of In The Change Room. Always great to see Johan and uh, always looking forward to a, a good chat uh, around the game. This man is a walking encyclopedia. He won't mm. tell you, but he is. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's what X tries to tell me. I, no, no, I'm actually just a normal guy loving rugby. <laughs> I don't know, like a chat. So yeah, let's let's get this one going. Huh? Yeah. yeah, well, we might as well start with um, with history before we get to present day and before we get to the All Blacks uh, uh, match in Yokohama against the Springboks, one that I think everybody's eagerly anticipating. And what it means, who should finish on top, uh, which is the better route, there's a bit of debate going on. Mm. Maybe you don't want to win this game. Maybe you don't want to win the pool going into the quarterfinals. Uh, why is that a debate? Well, there is no high road, there is no low road. There is no high road, there is no low Anyone in the top 10 can beat anyone else in the top 10 currently. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially in a, in a knockout game. So from the yeah. knockouts out, you're going to have two tough think, games before the final. I think it's this crazy fear about Ireland at the moment that um, everybody seems to have. And look, they've, they've done well in the last couple of seasons. Uh, but I agree with you. I think it doesn't matter who you meet in the quarters. Yeah. If you come up against a strong Welsh team, uh, you're in the same boat. If you come up against even a Scotland, who yeah. I think really Regan yeah. Tynesen has done incredibly well with you up against the wall. So um, it probably doesn't matter. But I want to start from the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning. In the beginning, there was Mtata. So I was born yes. in Mtata. Yes, yes. This yes. has uh, been part and parcel of your life, uh, mm. this town, and uh, you still go back every now and again. Yes. Um, before Hudson Park, uh, which is probably where rugby really started on a serious <laughs> basis for you and your and your brother um yeah tell me about what you remember you um briefly briefly okay <laughs> i'll try to make it brief um yeah well we were born in Mtata. um my dad used to play the game um and i think that's the first time we got introduced to the game um he used to take us with him because back then it wasn't professional so mm. They would play on Sundays. Um, Sunday, wake up, get dressed, go to church. Um, after church, uh, we used to go to um, a stadium called uh, Rotar, Mtad. Um, so they, he played for a club called Wallabies. Uh, big club, yeah. um, still going strong. Probably now. the biggest club in Yeah, time. yeah. Um, and they had good players. And I think, you know, as a kid, you just 
go from church up until you go to the stadium and just want to see what your father is doing and you watch and you scream and you don't actually understand what's going on. Um, but I think the older we got um, and we moved to East London uh, mm. because in Umtata, the school we, we went to, um, didn't offer rugby as a sport. So we played soccer. What school and was that? St. Patrick's. Ah, that's disappointing. Lali. You should have gone to Mtata Hyman. I, I know. <laughs> um, but I think uh, when we moved to East London, um, that's when we got the chance at Hudson Park to actually go for a trial um, and give it a go and see how far we got into it. And I think, you know, just... Um, before actually the trials, they put up the team on the notice board. Mm. So you go there and you see, like, we knew in the school, we don't even know the guys that we're playing with or against. Um, only knew my brother. So you just get the ball and just run. Um, and that's how we actually started playing the game. And yeah. But you, you've got an older brother, don't you? And yes, I, I've heard that. I've got an older I've heard brother. that the, the smart one he was a mean becoming a Springbok and not yeah. The twins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we've got an older brother and a younger one. Um, he also played, uh, he went to Dell College. Um, but I think if you look at him now, he's more like a prop um, than <laughs> actually a center. Okay. Um, so we all played in the back line. Uh, my younger brother was also, well, he claims he's the quickest in the family. Um, but that's debatable. Is that because you guys used to chase him? No, he used to chase us, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it was it was good. Uh, you know, family of four boys um, uh, loved the game, um, and you know it was great growing up. And I think you know having been able to play at that highest level, um, you know, it was a privilege. And I think for us, because my dad played. Um, didn't get the chance to play at the level we played, um, so it was it was great for us to actually excel and go and play at the senior level. Mm. What, what about your dad and the position he played in, and how it influenced he, all four of you guys? Yeah, well, he was he was fast. He played in the back line. He played centre wing fullback, um, and I think that's where for us as well uh, we just fitted in um, at centre. Because we started at centre in Hudson, Hudson um, played on the wing, played on the fullback as well. Um, so I think you know the the genes came to us and the skills um, were there for for him and for everyone to see. And you guys played interchangeably because I, I think that was probably one of the big things that I remember hearing stories about. That they, they don't know who's who, who's in the twelve and and who's in the thirteen. And I think you both you both played both positions. Yes, uh, we did. Um, a lot of people got confused and you know because now I'm finished um, there might be stories that me might come out that I had a game at the Sharks yeah how many how many Sharks caps do you have yeah. I so, wanted to ask yeah. Uh, yeah. that will come in another day <laughs> no 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 I we, think it should come did, now we did uh, come you now. know when Oda wasn't feeling well and I wasn't playing um, I was like I'm fit and ready you're sick so I flew down to Durban put on the jersey you know, he just told me what to do, the moves. Odd was best game ever. That's why he got better than match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so uh, that's, uh, that's, that's very interesting. Hi, my name is Savila Sanatla, and you're listening to In The Change Room. Kola, while you're speaking history, 
you, if I'm not mistaken, you came from the Darkensburg Boys Choir, isn't mm. that correct? Yeah. Can, can you still sing? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no so how does it, it goes. How does a choir boy end oh. up in rugby? What happened there? Yeah, well, bizarrely, because I spent so many years in, in the mountains, well, five years in the mountains, uh, and I got there when I was nine, so I was quite young. It was before I started playing rugby, and uh, incidentally, my first matches of rugby were just outside of uh, Winterton, um, which is about 30 k's away from the school, uh, okay. Central Drakensburg. Yeah. Uh, we used to play barefooted, um, we had frostbitten feet uh, against boys from Bergville, Winterton, all of these little towns oh, um, nice. up to... You must, you must have Smith. had a really good team song, huh? Uh, in harmony, <laughs> <Ryan>. <laughs> Well, look, the big influence that happened there is um, Ian McIntosh used to send uh, the Natal team to the Berg for pre-season uh, because he liked the altitude, mm. I think, the rarefied air of the mountains. So mm. uh, every year they'd rock up uh, at the school, necessarily, you, you know, have a concert, but there weren't too many places for them to practice. So, mm. so we'd see them every now and again. And I remember the lighty checking out the Gabos van der Vestasens of the world wow. and thinking, oh, my God. Gosh, look at these guys, and they're so big, and I want to be one just like them. Yeah. And I think that was a really key, key part um, of my interest in, in rugby. So, yeah. So you, so you say you can't sing anymore? No, sing. no, no, no. It takes, about, it takes about a bottle of wine. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll run out. Keep it yeah. busy. I'll run out quickly. <laughs> yeah, then I'll pull out the harmonies. Before we get into this weekend's uh, game, how is it that you ended up in Pretoria? versus Odo. your brother. Wow. Uh, my, actually, I played for the Bulls Yeah, before. I did before you. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, was it Rudy Joubert was the coach there? Yeah. Yeah, I played under him. Um, and he got an offer. I think then Heine Kamea was going to take over from Rudy. Um, and then Kevin Pudge, the coach of the Sharks, mm. gave him an offer to come to Durban. And I think, you know, because... He, I wouldn't say he didn't stamp his mark in Pretoria, but I think growing up from the Eastern Cape, you love the Sharks. Mm. Um, everything's about the Sharks and the brand they played. And for him, it just felt good and the time was perfect. So he decided to take that offer. Um, and the Bulls were like, hey, fortunately now we get the better twins. So O'Brien <laughs> <laughs> phoned me and said, listen... Would you like to come and uh, trial out at the Bulls? Um, I was like, Whoa. so you ne never played a professional game with your brother, did you? N only at border, um, not um, here or at the box. Yeah. Unfortunately, we never got the chance. Yeah. yeah, you were very close in 2009, weren't you? And then you missed out on the Curry Cup final. Is that for for for, for the Bulls? And then at the end of year tour, you couldn't you couldn't go when he when he was in the squad. No, I I. My time at the box was 206 up until um, Peter took over. To, yeah. And then Peter didn't want to have twins in his team and he picked my brother, which was fine because I thought I've had my time. Um, it's yeah. time for him. Keep it in the family. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Right. So I was okay with it. Well, the one thing you do have as we lead up to it as a result of that time in the box squad um, is a 2007 yes. World Cup winner's medal. Yeah. That would have been a special moment in your life. Ah, uh, X. Um, you know, for me, I, I only joined up with the squad um, in 2006. Mm -hmm. Um, Jake took over in 2004 um, and I think just coming in 
you know, you could see that there is a plan in place, mm. you know, from when he took over up until the World Cup and um, building up to the World Cup um, and being in the World Cup in France and playing um, my game against the US. And I think, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, even though I played one game, but just being part of the squad, um, you know, it was all about just that final, mm. bringing that trophy back. Um, and, you know, the game against England in the final, beating them. Um, but I think what was so special for me was coming back to South Africa at the airport. Um, the tours we did in Durban, Cape Town, The ticketing PE. parades, yeah. yeah. I had know, to, to do those th things in a suit. I wasn't happy. <laughs> <laughs> and to see so many people coming out, black, white, Indian, you know, all about the Springboks. Mm. And it brought back those memories of 95 and having Dato Mandela saying, you know, sport, sport can un unite the people of this oh, country. Mm. And that's what we saw. And, you know, I hope that this team now in Japan can do the same. And with everything that's happening in the country, we definitely need something to just bring the country together. Well, that's the one thing people don't realize about playing the World Cup um, abroad, is after you guys won in 07, there was a lot of celebration in the change rooms. It was fantastic. And then after that, the party is muted because you're in a foreign country. Mm. The French haven't won the World Cup. Mm. You have. Um, so it was kind of a lull, like it really went quiet, literally until you landed at ORT. But let's... Let's land this plane in Yokohama um, because that's where the focus is for yeah. this for this weekend. And uh, now the team is, has been announced. You know that feeling. You mm -hmm. know the build-up. You guys, I think, in 07 played against Samoa in your opening match mm -hmm. um, at the Parc de Prince and Jean de Villiers got injured sadly in that game. Yeah, it was um, unlucky. It was very unlucky, but it uh, paved the way for Franz Stein, mm -hmm. who, who finds himself in this Springbok team. Wow. Again, and on the bench. And it's uh, probably one of those talking points where we can now tell that Rassi does consider him to be his backup, his backup fly half. No, I, his, don't, I don't think so. But the way I understand it, yeah. he, he sees Franz Stein as his bench specialist because he covers so many He can cover positions. everything. So if anything had to happen to Andre, uh, he'll just put Alton in as starting fly half. So I don't, I don't think he's, there's, a, there's... Yeah, so he, won't start, he wouldn't half, start at 10. He's the bench specialist. That's his job there, and he brings a lot to that party. He's a finisher, and I think, I think that's good thinking. What do you think of um, just these last final moments? What do you think those guys are thinking now? I mean, you, you, they, they know who's, play, who's playing, and Jake... Yeah very similar to Rassi, is quite organized. So you yes. would have known before the World Cup who's yeah. playing in which game. Um, likewise with this team, everybody knows where they're playing. They will yeah. know right up until the final. Correct. Um, does it change anything when the team is announced, though? Not, not at all. Um, I think you can see from how he played the championship that he had planned from the first game against Australia here, sending those 13 guys overseas. So everyone knew what the plan was. Mm. Even for the game against Japan, the warm-up game, everyone knew who's playing for how, many, how much time, Sia coming back from injury, how much time he's going to get. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, now, um, you know, having announced the team for the Oblex uh, game, um, you know, the guys have been there now. I think they just want to get on with it because you don't want to, drag it on for too long, then, you know, the, the fatigue starts to uh, come in and you overthink it. But I think, you know, having the plan set out, um, the guys are excited, they're confident, um, they've beaten the All Blacks, uh, they drew with them in the last game. And, you know, 
um, the pressure is on the Oblex, I think, mm. more than South Africa. Um, but I think, you know, the guys are excited and ready to just go out and perform. Joanna, there's an interesting chat I, I, I was listening to where somebody was saying, if you look at the rest of the pool that the box are in, is besides the All Blacks, they might not be tested well enough. They might feel slightly underdone going into the quarters. I yes. disagree because it's, it's World Cup. Yeah, it's World it Cup. Gets, but, but then physical. if you look at what New Zealand did at the last World Cup, then in games like that where you are expected to win comfortably, mm. you simulate match situations. What what would we require of you? Similar to what we did in the Japan game the other day. Yeah. Just made sure we don't have possession so that we, we force ourselves to play off turn, turnover because that's what we expected from the All Black game. Yeah. I think there will be more of that. Um, and, of course, it's a chance to get, get players rested. So, nah, mm. um, I think we'll... Listen, the All Blacks have exactly the same teams to play against. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, there's no advantage or disadvantage to well, that, really. Well, I'm trying to draw parallels to this year. Um, and you, when you played uh, in that in that World Cup, the, the the reality is, I mean, we used to call it the dirties or the dirt trackers, yeah. and they're not necessarily playing the big games. Yeah. But what happens inadvertently is you end up playing the more physical games. In 07, yeah. mm. it was Samoa, it was Fiji. Tonga, it was Fiji. Those were the games where I thought the box were fully pushed. Yeah. England, they lost 36-3, yeah. was it? I can't yeah. remember the final score. Yeah. Um, you, literally, you guys brushed them aside, yeah. but then you came up against the Tongans. They were dirty in that World Cup. I'm sorry to say it, <laughs> but they were. Um, and then the Fijians yeah. almost stopped you from advancing in the competition. Thanks to JP. Thanks to JP. Well, yeah, that must I, have been that must have been the best speech ever from John Smith because you yeah. were in real trouble. Nobody said behind the bars that day. And I think it's, it's important for the whole squad to understand yeah. what the plan is because once you start to change the team, um, the guys that are coming in you know, don't usually step up to that level of mm. that so-called A players. And that's when the other teams, you know, play against the Springboks. They will come out and give their all. And if you're not up, especially against that game with Tonga, yeah. you know, we almost lost the game um, because oh, there was changes. all sorts of stuff that you remember. Yeah. Was it Joseph? Uh, what was his name? The center, who he was quite a nasty oh. piece of work, and there <laughs> yeah. were hearings and things, and it was it was nasty. Yeah, I know it was. And but I think you know, with uh, with this squad, uh, Rassi has put together, um, it's a well balanced team. Um, you know, um, and he 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 gave Skark Brits captaincy um, against Argentina. Mm. Which is, you can see the plan he had in mind. He, Skark might captain against Namibia or Canada. Um, at least now he knows that, you know, he's been there. He's captained the team. So whoever now, whichever game he puts him as a captain, mm. it's not going to be the first time. Um, and, you know, I, I like what Rassi has done with the team and how well he's prepared and planned. The only thing that's left now is to just for the players to just go out and yeah. just perform. And they know exactly what to do. Yeah. And they've known yeah. for a long time. I mean, this is, this team is now exactly the same team that played in Wellington. So they yes. must have known before then yes. what the A team will be against, Correct. except for yeah. CR coming in after Correct. injury. Yes. Other than that, everybody knew already. And uh, and if, if if we can see it that obviously, I know the squad themselves they obviously know. They already they knew from the beginning know. of the season. Yeah. They were talking about prep. The one thing that uh, I know Rassi is a stickler for preparing for is the referee. He's got an entire plan about how to yeah. to deal I, with... I, I saw some stuff in the media about that already. Oh. Uh, I don't know how effective that would be, but yeah, some some calls from the Bok camp for fair refereeing. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but on... So Shine gonna, the spotlight you're on gonna have 
Cherunga Se, and we don't have a great record under him. We've lost nine of the 13 games that we played under him, and five of those were against the All Blacks. So, yeah, there's maybe reason, but then again, it's a World Cup, and no one in a World Cup wants to be seen to favour any any of the two. Not in a big game like that. So, yeah, it's. And the good thing, there's nothing really riding on it. Sure. It doesn't really matter who loses that game. So there's not going to. He's not going to feel the pressure to the not, out, the not make a call it's at not the like end. A yeah, final. yeah. So a, yeah. It, you can make your calls as you would always do, and it, it's not going to decide the World Cup. It's, it's different in the playoff, very different. Yeah. But in the change room, you guys prepare quite extensively for for referees. I mean, yeah. the, some coaches obviously more than others, and I, I think Rassi is probably one of the more extreme when it yes. comes to preparing. Yes. Yeah. Um, what sort of things did you guys talk about before <laughs> before a match, especially a Test match? Um, when yeah. it comes to the referee, I mean, do you talk about his personality? Do you talk about yeah. the fact that he lives far, or his hotel is far from the stadium? He might be bummed when he gets there. Do these things matter? No, they do. Um, referees, obviously, they're also humans. They've got personalities. And you need to understand how to approach them. Um, because some ref, um, once you come up front to them, you know, they feel intimidated and yeah. they want to say, I'm the man in charge, so st- stand back. And... I think, you know, with having uh, Eben, Dwayne, Sia, you know, Henry Pollard, all guys that are senior players and have captain the box as well, um, they know how to approach. And with Lassie as well, they've planned for that. And I think, you know, even with us, we had John Smith and Victor and Fori, um, you know, they worked well as, as a group, you know, leadership group. And um, I remember there was a time where, you know, John would say, depending on the ref, that Victor must go at the ref and try and be on his ear. Oh, yeah. And then John would come as the captain. Good, good cop, bad As cop. a good cop, bad ah, cop, yeah. Nice. And, you know, it, it works. So there, there are moments where you just have to plan and, and get the ref on your side because at the end of the day, he will make those calls that go either against or for you. That kind of Rian, let's say, in Yokohama. Yeah. That's, uh, so have you seen that, use, that weather report? It's, it's called the umbrella test already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in Yokohama, well, it, it rains. Both teams, the, the, the Springboks have trained extensively in the rain. Mm. Uh, in Japan already, both teams have the same conditions. Mm. I think if anything that will favour the team with the stronger pack, and at this stage mm. it looks as if it could be the Springboks, but mm. no... The, Anyone from New Zealand knows what rain looks like, so you can't you can't <laughs> yeah. say rain's gonna rain's gonna stop them from playing. Certainly isn't, but um, you know uh, it's, it is, and as you say, something that they're fairly adept at. Something that we're not, unless you play most of your rugby in Cape Town. It mm. seems you know um, it's it's not too many guys who come up against. Uh, a really tough opponent uh, in the rain. Did, did you guys do that wet ball training? Did you? Yeah. Um, t- did you t- maybe well? T- <laughs> turn the sprinklers <laughs> on and just and I, go. I saw some of the pictures as well from even the New Zealand camp, uh, having water buckets, putting the balls in there. And I think, you know, even with Rassi going up there two weeks prior to the tournament, um, was to prepare for those conditions uh, mm. the humid, the rain, um, all sorts of weather. Um, and, you know, it. I think for me, that was one of the good things that he could have done for the team, to get the team to adjust to the conditions. And I think like Johan said, um, both teams are used to the weather uh, conditions. If it rains, it rains. If it doesn't, um, both teams have a game plan for both uh, type of weathers. And it, it all goes down to which team executes the plan better than the other. And I think if it goes down to the rain, also I agree, um, I think our forward pack 
is much stronger than the New Zealand pack. Right? Yeah, we play a tighter game. Where's the key points going to be in that game? Now, I'm talking about individuals. Yeah. Where do you think the, I the think game besides, I think in in Henry Pollard and whoever they pick on their side as a ten, um, because I'm not sure if they're going to play Bowden or Richie or at both. ten. Yeah. Or because I I watched the game against Tonga and Bowden at the back. Yeah. Um, you know, um, Bowden played well at ten. Um, and uh, is Richie fit enough to play a 10? So no one think, knows. No one knows yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we've seen what form Henry Pollard comes into this game with. Um, so I think it's, it's, the last three, four games have been very close between the two teams. A draw, two points there. So I think, and Henry has been kicking very well. Um, yeah, that's Bowden, we know. Goal kicking definitely yes. advantage South Africa. Yeah, advantage. I think another... Crunch, crunch clash for us is going to be at 13 because yeah. Lukanyo, um, I mean, he's the heart of that defense. Yeah. And he, you have to cut the, that last pass that you that, that you get away, yes. that New Zealand side, that last try. And he, he's so adept at just cutting just before that pass mm. happens. Yes. He misses, we, they away, but yes. he gets them regularly. So if he can do that again, the way he's been doing it the last two years, yeah. that puts us uh, that puts us in the game. Yeah, yeah he's quite physical um, for, for his build. And he's very good at, um, he's adept at winning turnover ball for a yeah. Line player yeah. um, probably shows how much playing a 13 has changed from when you started yes. as a professional to, to what it is now. Yes, uh, it's, it's almost a key attribute you need to have now, definitely. And uh, you know, most coaches would um, say, Look at how Jacques Fauré used to control the defense line, and he was very good, he was, he was. vocal, yeah. um, and it helps it was vocal everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it helps a lot the outside backs because you know exactly who your man is. And I think that's what Lukanya brings as well. And he's also good on the ground, which you've seen um, with if if there's a tackle made, um, he's a very smart player. He knows when to go in yeah. to slow the ball or to make a turnover. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's very good at slowing it down. Yeah, okay, so then, I think he's grown a lot. Then if I can say we're a potential match losing, and I hate to say this in bad weather. Okay, bye-bye. We've got to get the line-out spot on. It's been an yeah. issue for us uh, in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can't afford to lose four or five line-outs against the All Blacks. They're just going to yeah. nail us. So mm-hmm. let's, let's hope. Let's hold thumbs. Let's, yeah. Malcolm is definitely capable of hitting the mark 100% in every game. At sometimes it's got to work. He works really, really hard on the, mm. on the training field. It's going to click, and I'm hoping it clicks. I'm just a little worried. If it doesn't, what yeah. do we do? Yeah, yeah. because it, it does, it can sometimes go um, awry. The, the one thing that I like when you talk about Malcolm is that his replacement, uh, if you look at Wongi, he's not yes. far behind in Mm-mm. terms of performance. Uh, you could argue that maybe a year ago, a year and a half ago, yes. Uh, there was a very clear, um, a distinct difference, yes. and yes. I think people were. Now saying, the question isn't who's the uh, who's the better between the two. Yeah. Who, who would you rather have on the bench for those last twenty for minutes? For that last, uh, and, and I think Bongi with those five darts he threw against. France, when yes. he came off the bench, he sealed that bench spot for himself. You yeah. won him in those last 20, yeah. and it brings a lot of muscle and energy. I mean, you, by the time you've got you've got Malcolm Marks a little tired, so he has to be replaced. You yeah. had to put a lot of work as a as the opposition, and now you bring in Bongi Armand. That's that's not fair. But I also think um, we have to give credit to Rassi and his team because if you look at the bench now that we have. Um, those guys can actually start. It's caught up to the starting. It, 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 it has. Yeah. You know, the front row, um, Achia, 
even Francois Law has actually stepped up his game yeah. for you know Hachel Yankees. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. No, I normally judge coaches by that, but but <laughs> you want to know if Rashi's a good coach? Name me one player that's a worse player now than when Rashi took over. You can't name me one. Uh, yeah. All of them are better. Yeah. And and without exception, every single player that played under him mm. is a better player now than when he was. And that's great. And and I think it goes down to the planning we spoke about. Mm. Um, as a player, you want to know where you stand with the coach and with the team. And it looks like Rossi has taken that team and said to them, listen, this is the plan. Um, this is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to improve so that you can be in that starting lineup. Mm. And it shows that the players know what to work on, how to improve. Because every now, And you can see the, the spirit in the, in the camp is also very good mm. because the guys want to play for each other. Um, and I think having Sia back now, it brings in that, uh, you know, the experience and... The, just the, just to have fun and enjoy mm, the feel good factor yeah, yeah the feel good factor and just representing your country which is amazing to see you talk about that uh, uh, that bench has, has caught up do, do players buy into the squad system a lot better now I, I know we always used to say yes of oh, course we're part of yeah. the squad, squad, matters, of the, squad yeah. the whole squad matters the reality is if you're playing you want to be starting you want yes. 1 to 15 on your back yes. has it changed in your experience it, are, are players now understanding that the the 16 is as important as the 2 it starts for me as a player um, and having spoken to some of the players as well from the coaching staff once you have an open policy and talk to the player and make them understand what you expect from them mm. um, because unfortunately not everyone can start mm. um and you need to have guys that will bring in the impact. Um, like when the Frando comes, they give you a penalty. That's what you want. Because within a couple of weeks' time, you never know. You might be in the starting lineup. Um, and I think that's what Rassi has done with the team. Um, you know, Francis Stein, for example, he knows that he's covering Everything. so many positions yeah. at the back. And... You know, he knows it can happen in the first five minutes. But it's a it. it's a blessing for the coach. I mean, we yeah. go in with two it backs, yeah. um, which is very scroll cover. You could have two injuries. We've seen it. You could have a yeah. card as yeah. well uh, and, added and into for the me, mix. Ex, to be honest, I, you know, I'm I'm not really convinced in going to a game and not have a specialist fly off on the bench. But um, you know, Rassi has his plans, and he gave um, France staying about twenty minutes he against did, Japan. Yeah. Um, but for me, I still stand. I I, I want to see if Hendrik Pollard gets injured in the first five yeah. minutes. Yeah. What do you do? What do you, what do, you do, do? You need someone that has played I'll there week in and week out. I'll tell like you Peter, what. Peter Steff, that chap of his the other day was the last <laughs> one. <laughs> <He> might as <laughs> well. So I'll tell you who I really used to enjoy at fly half, and he, he hasn't since he became a Springbok, is Vili. When, when Vili he, was exceptional when coming he through he was the playing range. at border oh, at oh, Borland, yeah. I beg your pardon. He was, I think he was top scorer for two seasons. It was crazy. It was crazy. I've seen the, I've seen the YouTube videos. Yeah, People should go and watch. I'd love to see see that just as an experiment it won't happen mm. let's focus on the all blacks your experience your memories uh how many tests did you have against the all blacks uh played twice yeah. yes um i was actually going to play against the first one in wellington um and then i injured my shoulder at training so i missed out on that game and then i got the one at loftus mm. my home ground um that must have not very good memories very special yeah but um yeah and and, and i think what i've seen from the oblics if you have an off day they will punish you mm. you know and it's they're one of those teams where they can smell it out they can mm. smell it and mm. they just keep coming and they keep coming and 
you know, from that game at Loftus, it was a complete turnaround when we played them in Rustenburg um, because I think we were more focused. We saw what happened, and especially to get 50 points at home. Yeah. You know, you don't want to do that. And the players were disappointed. We spoke about it. We And and the Springboks, if they're injured, they come back firing and they come better. Um, and, you know, we came back in Rustenburg and we beat them. Yeah, um, it was a great Andre Pretorius yes. at the end. Yeah, yeah. so um, they're great um, competition for the Springboks and... Um, a team to play against because you always want to judge your, yourself okay, against I'm, them. I want to ask you about the All Black aura. Mm. Everybody, this aura of invincibility going around them. Have we yeah. broken that as the Springboks? Did, did, did you experience that as a player? Yes, and do you think uh, we've I broken did. it? Um, I remember facing the Haka for the first time, and I think you you do feel that you know this is something special because you've always seen guys play in before you, and you always wanted to be part of it. Um, but I think now we've actually broken that barrier. Mm. Um, we've we've beaten them away from home. Mm. We almost beat them at Loftus. Yeah. Um, had it been not been for that poor second half, um, and we poor five minutes actually, we, yeah, just we, a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. And we could have beaten them now this year at the championship, mm. like convincingly, because we dominated them in the first half, and then the second half they came back. Um, and I think that's. That's credit to how much the team has grown. Um, I don't think we fear them as much as we used to. Um, we know that we can beat them anytime, anywhere. Um, and I think the team now is ready to face them. Well, as we do each week, we hear a snippet from the halftime chat with Sivan Gesi. And this week, he speaks to former bar captain, Kone Grija. The breakdown, rugby in general, a lot of rule changes, a lot of things have changed. Mm -hmm. What do you feel about the changes in rugby, if it's rules, if it's how it's played, if it's the money that people are getting paid? How do you yeah. feel the change of rugby? Because a lot of yeah. things have changed and transformed in rugby. Let me start by saying I think it's a change for the positive. Rugby's become a safer sport. Um, and the rules that have been in, in, in you know, brought into the game have really changed um, and made it a lot safer. I think they can still look at the ruck, um, and, and that's where a lot of guys are getting injured mm. these days. If you run in, into a ruck at full speed mm. with your shoulder, somebody is going to get injured, you know. So they need to figure out something there. But rugby needs to stay hard. You know, rugby is a, is a, is a, it's a seriously uh, combative sport, you know, and, and, and it's full contact. Mm. And rugby is one of the very few games where um, you might be, the, the, uh, the opposition might be more skilled than you, mm. but if you physically take them on, they, their skill decreases as you bash them, you know. <laughs> and I think that's the, what makes rugby so interesting. Mm. Um, something that you might not know is that there's an overriding rule about rugby and, and, and the overriding rule of rugby that they'll always refer to throughout whenever they change any laws is they'll refer to the, um, the overriding rule is that um, rugby should be a game played by people of all shapes and sizes. Mm. So they'll never ever change a, a scrum rule mm. which will take all the fatties out. Mm. They'll never change a line out rule mm. for all the, and then they'll mm. take out the tall timber, mm. you know. So, so a Herschel Yankees weighs 70-odd kilos at best, but he can play. Mm. 
and, and the rules allow him to play. And that's the amazing thing about rugby. And as you know, tall people, fat people, short people, all of them are different personalities. There's a lot of different personality types in the rugby game. So that makes it such an incredible game, you know, what makes it interesting to, one, to watch, but also to play because you make these different friends from different spheres with all these totally different personalities, which is awesome. Okay, there, Corne nailed it, didn't he? He spoke about short people, that's you covered, Corne. <laughs> fat people, that's me yeah. and the different personalities. That's you. I, I look like, like, like a proper. I was a centre. Were you a proper? It was a centre. Let's not go into it. I was. Wow. I was Inside or outside? I was a thirteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you had the speed back then. <laughs> yeah, but let's talk about body shape, man. Because, yeah. uh, because well, I, well, I think my favorite, one of my favorite things is talking about odd shapes on uh, rugby players, like. Uh, the fact that Victor Matfield's never had any calves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and didn't he get called Tweety for a while? Well, I don't want to talk about his calves because mine are Well, not, he hasn't got yeah, any. Yeah, so let's... Uh, yeah, I, you, I, you, you twins also... But, uh, you know, if you look at the racehorse, um, it doesn't have calves <laughs> at all, but it's one of the fastest. I, I don't know. know. I saw so other centers that wings like Amokaya. Yes, yeah, the yeah, big calves. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, I think yeah, it it is. Um, but it's a game for it's everyone. A game for it's everyone. a game for everyone. Which, but uh, especially if you, if you have large legs like Kalusali, I mean, you can't move yeah. those things. Have you seen? Have yeah. you seen the size of those? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know Lawrence had big lungs. Fuck, had big big legs as well. But I mean, Kalusali, yeah, it's impossible to push that back. You can bring a bulldozer. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it it also makes a big difference. If they in your team because you need those guys to get you over the advantage line mm-hmm. um, with those big ball carries and um, you know they're not going to be chasing down. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> they'll give you good 50, 60 minutes and then they bug it for the rest and then that's where you ha- you need that impact. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, Kobe Adrians. I remember him having, yeah. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. having a joy. Well, it was more like a side to side than a let's go forward. Yeah, yeah the, the thing is, I didn't know if a prop is walking or jogging or running. You look at his facial expressions. Facial expression. <laughs> <laughs> then you know. Hey, <laughs> facial expressions and props. The one guy who plays rugby with a smile. One of my favorite props from this, these last couple of seasons. Um, Oxenchek going to mm. the Sharks mm. that is an incredible buy by the Sharks and it's not yeah. easy to steal Cheetah's players now because yeah. Pro 14 mm. is going very well yeah. for them yeah. um, but I think that's a wonderful move uh, for him and of course Beast coming to the end of um, of his time yeah. that's a really good buy uh, you know the Sharks have been in the market lately. Um, I got a couple of good buys, yeah. Got a couple, couple of Marty's guys as yes, well. I've yeah. been keeping yeah. an eye on it. Looks it, like it. they Look. really mean business this time oh, around. Yeah, Madosh Tambwe is another yeah. one. Another yeah. one, yeah. You know, and I think you know having Ox there now because I think Ox is just one step away from becoming a Springbok. He's shown us what he can do from the cheetah side. Um, good scrummager, good ball skills, great speed, um, good defense. He just brings everything that you need from a prop. Um, it's got the body of a prop. It's got a body but of a prop. But the heart of a center. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And in this modern game now, you need props like that. Yes, um, you look uh, at this kid now at the Bulls, Usimpio and Tanzim. Yeah. Also a great talent. And, you know, the game is evolving. You need mobile props. And unfortunately, um, the prop from New Zealand, Owen Franks, yes. was excluded from the squad because 
if they felt he's not mobile mobility yeah. yeah especially at lucid exactly yeah and so look at stevie kitsoff i mean he's, yeah. he's probably gotten there because he he shifts bodies but he also shifts he's, yes. he's very dynamic oh, yes. um so it's it's interesting to see what Kone was talking about about yeah. the body shapes but then they change they evolve yes. you know john lomu at one point was a giant um Big giant. now is the standard yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a, just a standard New Zealand wing, isn't it? Yeah. That's a standard super rugby-sized wing, actually. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, become big, and then uh, the same at number eight. eight number eight have become really athletic. It yes. used to be used to be quite big guys with very, little soft hands. They could do a couple of touches, sure. sneak up with scrum up, but they were they big and physical. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. they're real athletes. Eh? You bring yeah. them from the wing and you play them at eight. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I wonder if PSP wasn't slightly ahead of his time there because yeah. there was a couple of, uh, and I feel for him because I just think he was a phenomenal um, specimen. He was a phenomenal athlete, yes. and it almost almost as if we didn't see the best of PSBs. I just wonder if the game wasn't quite real, real thoroughbred. Yeah, no, yeah. we just yeah. need a breeding program of PSBs and Bakis Puerto. We'll be sure. Yeah, yeah, that's, be fine. Yeah. Maybe we, we didn't, I think... Of course, the Nuganes as well. You've oh, heard yeah. about those genes, eh? We, we couldn't utilize him as much as we could have. Yeah. Yeah, because he was really special. Yeah. Really special. Now, well, we look forward to um, to this weekend. Um, the Springboks, I think, know what is required. I think mm. that's probably the most important thing. They've had a wonderful um, turnaround. I mean, from two years ago, where we were sitting here, I mean, we had a couple yep. of chats. Mm. Uh, and we were worrying about the future of the sport, literally worried about the future of and the now, sport. And now we're on this unbeaten run. And if we could win on Saturday, mm. keep that unbeaten run going into the World Cup. I mean, that's confidence. And, that, and a confident Springbok team is, is a wonderful thing. Yeah. No, well, thank you very much, guys. Good luck to the box. Um, what chances do you think they have? Very good chance. Um, they just seem like they've just gone a step further from like two years ago. Um, confidence, know what the plan is. Um, I, I, I beg the box to actually pick the All Blacks. And uh, Jan, we just off cam off microphone were talking. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm used to yeah. the camera thing. Thanks. Thankfully, uh, I'm not on camera now. Yeah. <laughs> talking about you know that Kitch Christie low road high road thing. Yes. Would you rather lose and maybe avoid um, facing Ireland in the quarters? Because no, that seems to be the case. None of none of it. Yeah. But would you rather then face? I think the other one is England and Australia. You know the other road. So that none of it's going to be easy. So no. That, doesn't matter whether we win or lose in terms of what's going to happen, except confidence-wise. You beat the All Blacks, you're up for a World Cup. You know that. Then you, uh, as for predictions, I think we, one point uh, for the box. It will be a, a last-minute 60-meter drop kick from Franz Stein, and Japan ah. will know we're there. All right, <laughs> that would be wonderful. Uh, and, uh, we hope that's the, indeed the case. Thank you very much for for joining us. Thanks again to Bright Rock. It's absolutely wonderful to have supporters for for the show, and I look forward to being back on Sendungane. Pleasure. Always. Enjoy the next round. And Johan, we'll definitely see you soon and continue the chat. That'll be great. That was in the change room.